Rise and shine, Sammy. Welcome to the Winchester Winches Podcast with T-Squared. We talk about all things Winchester and Supernatural related. That was scary. No one in the history of torture has been tortured with torture like the torture you'll be tortured with. A bad man. Warning. The Winchester Winches use adult language and discuss adult topics. In other words, we sound like sailors in the middle of Fleet Week. Son of a if you are easily offended, stop listening now. Seriously, we won't apologize or warn you again. I'll, I'll take a, a jacked up Dean Winchester over any 10 other hunters any day. When has death ever stopped the Winchester? We're rolling. You're the professional. <laughs> you know I'm leaving that in, right? <laughs> Welcome to Winchester Winches. I am Lady T. And I am Other T. And we have a very special guest with us today. If there is a hierarchy of fangirls in the supernatural fandom, fangirl number one is played by Lynn Zabernis. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and welcome to our show again. Of course, we always love having you on. But this time, it's so sad. It's just so sad. Um, I, You know, when I'm going to do a podcast, not the night of, because that's when we usually do our podcast is immediately after the show. And when I'm not going to do that, I watch it again before... I record. And this time I couldn't do that. I just couldn't bring myself to put myself through that torture again because I was so, oh, I, I cried like a baby the last half hour. I haven't watched it again either, I, and I haven't written my episode review yet, which I usually always write on Friday after I do a rewatch, but I just, I'm still processing and I'm still mm -hmm. trying to stop crying. So I, I haven't done either of those things. Tara and I talked after the episode and it was a lot of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> going back and forth. But, uh, man, I, <laughs> it killed me. And I mean, the, um, the, if you've listened to our podcast for any length of time, you know, because I've said this before, the only time that I have ever cried real tears. Now, don't get me wrong. I've been hitting the feels pretty hard uh, for several episodes. But the only one besides this one that ever made me cry real tears was season five, Abandon All Hope, when we lost Ellen and Joe. And um, we were talking about that before we started the uh, recording, uh, that that was the only one for Lynn, too. And I agree with you. You know, I'm a mother of of a daughter, and I think that's what did it to me. Yeah, I think for me, too. I mean, I, I'm i more of a crier, so I've certainly teared up and cried a little over other episodes, but not the full-on, like, sobbing, Ugly makes cry. you sick to your stomach kind of crying. That had only happened. Well, it also happened, the other time that it happened for me is when I was watching at the end of season two, and Sam died. I, I had the same reaction then. So this is the third one that has given me this just you know, sobbing so much that, I mean, I, I literally thought I was going to get sick. I was starting to look around the living room like, oh, no, I'm in my living room. What what am right. I going to do? I can't leave. I have to keep watching the television. What's going to happen here? And luckily it didn't happen. But that's that's how 
how dramatic it was. And see, I think the reason it didn't affect me that way with season two and the loss of Sam is because I didn't watch from the beginning. I, oh, the, fir- yeah. the, the first I binge watched because my son loved the show and got me hooked. You know, I was trying to have something in common with him before he went off to college. And so I started watching uh, the, the show on Netflix. And then season nine, uh, the first episode I watched live was season nine. And it was uh, Annie, Alexis and uh, Alex the the one with uh yeah i know Kat. yeah <laughs> that's a hard one yeah. it's got like four names in it <laughs> yeah that was the very first one that i watched live so maybe the one with season 2 and sam dying would have affected me differently had i not been there is six more seasons that i've got to get through you know they didn't kill him off here yeah and i you mean <laughs> we didn't it, obviously it wasn't the ending and it, it you know it wasn't a cliffhanger at the end of the season so you didn't right. have to sit with that grief but that that moment when sam did die it was very very similar to and i think it was probably a deliberate callback in this mm-hmm. episode i think it, so too. it certainly reminded me of that scene you know with the position switched um but the the thing with this that really got me because there were some things that I noticed that, like you were saying, that were callbacks that I noticed and even in commercial breaks and right after had to go look up because I yeah. noticed that they were wearing the same clothes on that bridge that they were wearing on the bridge in Woman in White. In yeah, the pilot. In the pilot. Yeah, that that was, I think, I mean, Jared talked about, um, Jared and Jensen both talked about the fact that Jared had an idea for some callbacks for the last episode and we don't know yet what they were but that may have been one of them so that may have been their idea to have clothes that echoed what they were wearing in the pilot which then of course made for fans to be able to make these incredibly moving screen graphics and Mm -hmm. gifs with you know both them in the pilot and in the last scene on the bridge which have been making me cry for two days so yeah 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 i mean if i if i had not already been <laughs> i guess is yeah. the, you know i would have been anyway because of all of the artwork and you know all of the gifts and the the I, I, i'm telling you i <laughs> the whole time i mean they gave jensen such a beautiful death scene it was it and was jensen played it so so well and for and, and oh my gosh jared I mean, the two of them working off each other, that goes back to the, it was an interview, and they asked them what they were going to miss most after working with each other and with the set and crew for 15 seasons. And the Mm -hmm. answer, they said it in different ways, but shorthand, the shorthand between the two of them and knowing how much they could push the other actor, you know, before they broke, so to speak, I guess. Yes. Yeah. I heard that interview, too, and I've heard them talk about it before. I mean, it for actors, it's it's such a gift to be able to play the same character alongside someone else who's one of your closest friends who's mm-hmm. playing the same character. You know, you essentially become them. So it, it, it ends up being less like acting and more like inhabiting those characters and letting them feel. And I think for us as viewers, that's why something like that emotional death scene comes across as so real. I mean, it 
that's that's why we were so upset. It's not like watching two people acting. It's like watching two real people that you know feeling these real feelings. I, I mean, you can't fake the things they were doing. You can see like Jared, especially. I mean, you can see he's shaking. Mm-hmm. His hands are shaking. He's trembling. His chin is trembling. Like that is real grief. He was feeling right. that grief. It, it's right. very different than a lot of the acting that you see. Well, you know, and like uh, Jensen said in an interview years ago, uh, that the scene we had talked about previously where Sam died in season two, um, all hell breaks loose. It was part one. Um, And he, you know, he's like, Sam, you know, and Mm -hmm. he he said that in acting, you picture somebody you care about for that for that kind of scene. And he said that he didn't have to picture anybody but Jared, you know, Jared in front of him dying. That was all it took. And uh, that that probably played a lot into this episode um, with uh, Jensen and Jared, you know, having to play that one of them was dying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, many of those scenes in the last episode were they were they were sort of working on a dual level because that was, you know, Sam saying goodbye to Dean and and vice versa. But it was also Jensen and Jared, like saying goodbye to the show, the characters, each Mm -hmm. other's characters working together every day, like they have for 15 years. I mean, it was, it was so emotional. And they both said they broke character in that last episode. You know, that was, that was Jensen and Jared bleeding through as well. But I think it just made the scenes more powerful. I completely agree because that entire scene was enough to kill anybody and that's pretty much when the sobbing started for me i was okay up, up until then i was laughing at the pie and the and the all the cute stuff they were doing and the and the everyday and the dog stuff and i'm like oh look they're living their lives it's so good and then you know we got the gratuitous jared shirtless yes that was, that was not a bad, bad deal oh, at yeah. all <laughs> i was like oh, sup sir <laughs> And then they're on their hunt, and then I'm like, oh, I saw that nail. I saw that huge screw nail, whatever that thing was on the barn post. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. (laughs) Because I kept watching that thing, and I'm like, no. And I knew. I knew it. And And I'm I'm going to be honest. I expected it to be Sammy. No, I knew it was going to be Dean. Oh, no. I knew it was going to be Dean. Oh, see, I was I was on the wrong side of it because I was like, oh, they're going to kill Sammy and Dean. They're going to kill us with Dean's reaction. You know, that's what. But Mm -hmm. I'll say this. If it was Sammy, Dean would not have agreed to let him go. You know, Dean Mm -hmm. would not have said, "Okay, no, I won't try to bring you back. No, he couldn't. He can't. Literally, Dean wouldn't have been able to live a life without Sammy. Because, I mean, we saw that he tried with Lisa and Ben Mm -hmm. and he was still. He he tried hard, but he still wasn't there. He still wasn't there with her. And he, yeah. I mean, but it his, was, it his was dream even, was to have Sam have a life, always. Yeah. His always mm-hmm. dream. So, And I think Sam really, because that was Dean's dream for him, and, and really sort of his, his dying wish, multiple times his dying wish, as a matter of mm-hmm. fact, mm-hmm. I think Sam really, like, that was part of his motivation to do it. I, I There wasn't... You know, Sam, that was hard to watch. I felt like that was that was a really realistic exploration of what going on is like when you've lost someone who's so important. Like the loss never completely goes away. And Sam clearly never 
stopped missing his brother and never stopped grieving, but he also was able to have a life and find some joy in that life and have a family and have a child. And that was that was very real, but it was very clear that that he was always, to some extent, sad and, and grieving Dean. So right. it was bittersweet for me. Yeah, and, and, and the actual piece where he asked him to say, it's okay for me to go. Mm-hmm. Nope. Cause I lost my mom <laughs> to cancer and I had to tell my mother the same thing. So yeah, that's what that, that was. And my dad I mean, had to tell my mom the same, yeah. the, the same exact, I mean, that's what I mean by it was incredibly real. I think I said before we started, I, I felt like this, this episode was sort of a master class in grief and mm-hmm. loss because mm-hmm. It just did it so well. I haven't felt that way about an episode since the the, bu- the Buffy episode, The Body, where Buffy loses her mom. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Oh, yeah. I watched It's a, an amazing episode. I, I, I've only watched it once because I can't watch it. It's too hard. But this one felt as real as that. And that made it really hard to watch. But it also made it, like, the genuineness of it. I feel like as a grieving fandom... We kind of got a, a little bit of meta in this last episode because it was all about grief. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it would have hit like that if it wasn't for the magic between J2. Right. Oh, no. No. Agreed. Because you could see, as we said before, that it was bleeding through mm-hmm. because they're really saying goodbye to one another, too. I mean, they're still going to be close and friends and whatever, but life is different now. Yeah, they're not yeah. going to be on set with each other every day. You know, it, it, they're going their separate ways to work on other projects. Uh, so they're not going to see each other as often. I mean, I'm not saying they're not still going to be friends, but they're they're, they're not going to have um, the day to day interaction that they've had. And and they're not Sam and Dean. Right. You know, they they've talked about how they also had a relationship with each other as Sam and Dean. Those characters were so real to them. Mm-hmm. They are grieving the loss of that relationship. And they, no matter even if, you know, no matter how close they are in real life, and of course they are, but they're not Sam and Dean. So they're saying goodbye to each other's characters and their own character as well. I mean, it just, there were so many layers of grieving mm-hmm. that came through. And I, I just... I've rarely seen anything that intense on TV, honestly. It was amazing. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and I'm sure that it had so much to do with the brotherhood and the the chemistry between the two of them. You know, that For sure. we, we wouldn't have got... I mean, I keep thinking about, for example, I mean, because I didn't watch it all the way till the end, so I can't say, but like with Castle... You know, uh, Nathan Fillion and um, I can't think of her name that the, that was the co-star. They didn't get along. When I right. found out that they hated each other by the end of that show, it ruined it for me. Yeah, that yeah, was me yeah, too. I liked that show too. And then because I found I loved out what was really going show. on. Yeah, I did too. And then I was like, oh no, that's terrible. Right. Yeah, when yeah. I found out that the same thing, you know, and but I've got to say, we would not have had a scene like we got between Sam and Dean, between Castle and and the detective. No, you just would no. not have had Because it requires so much vulnerability right. on the part of the real people. I right. mean, Jared and Jensen, and man, give them so much credit as men. 
right. too, who have to deal with, you know, all the stereotypes about can men show their emotions and how can men show their emotions and like just the intimacy of that scene, the physical and emotional intimacy. You never see that on right. television <laughs> in a non-romantic way that's extraordinary as, as we've heard so many times in the series no chick flick moments mm-hmm. well that was the quintessential chick flick moment it, and yes it, it was because it wasn't romantic right it was it was a, a an absolute no. celebration of intimacy and platonic fraternal love and when do we ever get to see that between two men right that we was don't. amazing yeah. and they they just they were in it they, 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 were, they were not holding back. They were completely vulnerable. No, and I think they completely so walked credit. into that scene and were like, I can't even imagine what that set was like. Right. I don't think no, anybody probably either. had a dry eye in that whole place. <laughs> no. Well, I can. No, I'm sure. I can tell you that, um, I mean, I'm not in the, the, the business. I don't act or anything. But having to do stuff on the air when the world is falling apart off the air, you know, I know that what gets you through is humor and yeah, you know, you know, and did you see Jensen's post? Right. With the, with him touching is, the rebar, posting all these like lovey dovey <laughs> things about how much they love the fans and everybody. And he posts right. that director. Do you think we could get rid of this? I'm like, right. <laughs> me, Jensen. yeah, I love you know? so much. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> we needed a little levity, right? <laughs> and that's the that's you know that's the part of it that's the behind the scenes that that's how you get Sorry. through. You know what I mean? That's that's what uh, because <laughs> I mean I can I can say from from just from my part in radio. Um, like when we do a remote and we're out broadcasting live from somewhere, I can't tell you how many times I've been on a remote and there's been so much technical issues going on. And I'm trying to get, you know, we're do, we're doing a second what a plan B to get me mm-hmm. on the air because the other one is not working, you know, and um, all of a sudden I've got to go on the air and all of this other stuff is going on, you know. You know, my boss would call or whatever and be like, is everything OK? You know, uh, or some or, or uh, the salesman on the, the remote would stop by and be like, is everything OK? What's going on? You know, and I'm in the middle of and I'm like, look, it's like a duck gliding across a pond. You know, you can see the duck gracefully just floating across that pond. You cannot see how hard he is paddling underneath the water. Right. You know, and that that was what was going on. And I kind of feel like that's probably the same kind of thing for this scene, you know, that they were going gracefully across the water. But everybody behind the scenes was paddling so hard trying to keep from crying, you know, (laughs) you know. Yeah. And I think that knowing our boys the way we do, they tried to especially Jensen tried to put as much levity into it as possible off camera. Yeah, I've seen them you know, do that. They had to walk that off. They had to yeah. walk that off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I, I've seen them do that the few times that I've been lucky enough to watch them film. Like, they they can do a really emotional scene, and sometimes they do have to walk it off after. But in between times, there's always so much goofing off because it, it keeps it from getting so heavy that they, you know, can't do their jobs. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. I mean, Jensen had to walk off um, that scene where he told Sam about hell on the roof of the car. Right. right after yeah. on the head of a yeah. pin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. well and yeah. and there was some something, uh, somebody somewhere uh, after this made the comment that, and, and I, I was like, yeah, I totally agree, um, that that was Jensen and Jared on that bridge. No, yeah, yeah. well, they, the they said that they they pretty much they pretty much said that 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 was absolutely Jensen and Jared on the bridge. And I, by the way, I thought it was also just brilliant of the show and just so quintessentially supernatural that they completely broke character in the end for that shot of Jensen mm-hmm. and Jared, Bob Singer flanked by the crew on the bridge, and then that they the very last frame and it's going to make me tear up now is Bob Singer going <laughs> and cut. cut. Yeah, the and and that cut was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it was. Oh God, I love. And that you wouldn't so much. get that on any other television show. No, no, and that was that was for the to include the fandom. Mm-hmm. As well, you know, to to break out of the fictional story and pay yeah. homage in that very last second to the real story, which includes everyone who made the show and everyone who watched it. Right. And also when when Dean went to heaven and found Bobby, mm-hmm. the real Bobby. Yeah, oh yeah not God. Nobby. That was not Nobby. That, that... <laughs> no, I that mean, was I OG just Bobby. thinking about it. It was like Bobby. It it was Bobby outside of the roadhouse. Just uh uh-uh. uh. I was like uh uh-uh, uh yeah. uh uh. And yeah, sat down yeah. and he's like, yeah, this beer tastes like when I had it my first beer with my dad. I'm like, holy Jesus, are you trying to kill me? Right. <laughs> they they were they were trying to kill us and they did kill us in point of fact. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but they also, I mean, I know a lot. We we would have seen so many cool things because. Um, they were going to bring a bunch of people back through that. And now we know the scene that they're talking about that they had to change for COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would have had other people. But I don't know. I didn't. I sort of really like that it came out to be so just, just intimate. Boys. And, and yep. so it was like a stage play because there, there wasn't a lot of, you know, epic players and huge cast. It was just very quiet and powerful. And, and, and I and I kinda, got in his I car. Like that. Oh. Baby made it to heaven. Jesus, of Christmas, course. They're trying with her original, with her original license plate. The, just seeing the original license plate made me yeah, me a fresh burst of tears. Mm-hmm. I did too. <laughs> and and when, he gets in and he's like, "I love this song." I'm like, "Oh God!" <laughs> and that was yeah. a little that was a little meta comment too. You know, they took the show's unofficial theme song and they made it part of not just you know the beginning montage but in canon in dean's car and had dean comment on it this was just so brilliant the way mm-hmm. they did all this so oh, yeah. brilliant yeah because they didn't start the show with carry on like they usually no. do and I'm like oh they're gonna end it and kill us with it i know it that's what they're gonna do and yep. they did because we yep. got that version and then we got the fanfic version and then i think it was a new version at the very end and and get this, I heard that the new version, and I didn't know this, but someone told me the new version that they included is a fan cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they again is. incorporated the fandom right. into the end with a fan cover of Carry On. That's just beautiful, man. What show goes to the trouble to do those kind of things for right. its last episode? Now, um, mm-hmm. something that I wanted to throw in while we were um, doing the podcast. Um, I have so many friends in the fandom. Yep. And I mean, I'm friends with a lot of them on Facebook. And so I made it a point to read some of the things, some of the tributes that they said after the show. 
And there was one, um, her name is Roxy, and she uh, tagged me in hers because she was, uh, well, I wanted to read it. Um, She said, I had to wait a minute. Show just about did me in tonight. Was it everything I could ask for? That'd be an impossible ask, but it gave me a lot. It gave me what it was supposed to. Feels, feels, so damn many feels. It gave Jared, Jensen, and Jim a dignity in the ending that they can be proud of. But most of all, it gave me these people. My chosen family. Some of you have become my sisters and brothers, and two of you always have been. Some of you I reconnected with. Some of you I haven't met yet, but that's never mattered to us. Our relationships formed because of show, but they won't end because this was the last episode. Hashtag SPN family forever isn't just a hashtag. I believe it. I know it as much as I know this show has changed my life. It's given me all of you and best cast anyone could hope to meet and even became friends with Chad Lindbergh. Thank you for adding so much to my, and then she has in parentheses, our life. And let's not forget Loud and Swain, who are with me daily. I love this little show that could. Okay, that's it. I love y'all so damn much. And then she said, uh, and she posted so many pictures. She posted like uh, 60-something pictures. And wow. it's all pictures of her with uh, members of the SPN family that she's met or uh, actors from the show or whatever. But she said, I do know that's a lot of pics, but I had about 300 more, so count your blessings. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and I just, yeah, if I tried to post all the, it, we would be here till right. uh, like, you know, a decade. <laughs> but I felt like she put that into, that was the exact words that I would have said. You know, I thank you so much, Joe, for the the friends and the family that I have met because of Supernatural. And yeah. there's so many fandom people out there. And it's it's a we I mean, even the actors have said and they've said in the book that, that you wrote, there will be peace when you are done. Um, They say, you know, that the. The show might not go on forever, but what was built could. Yeah, I, I, I love that, that, that the end, Jensen's chapter is the last long chapter in that book. And he sort of ends the chapter with such a hopeful, like, this, this will never end. And then Misha's, he has the last word in the book. And that's what he says. Like, the SBN family will never end. Right. Jensen's is kind of like, hey, the show's not really ending either. Like, nothing, nothing <laughs> ever really ends, ends right. on Supernatural. And Misha added on and certainly not the family. And I, I mean, I think that is the thing that is making people keep on going. Like we're all grieving right now and it's really painful and it's really hard. But I do think we all believe that. Like the changes that it has made to our lives, that's really what family don't end with blood and there'll be peace when you are done. That's what the books are all about. The fact that it has changed people's lives, whether it brought them new friends or it gave them sort of the validation to start a, you know, a, a podcast or making videos or taking photos or writing books or whatever it is. Like we've been changed by it, both the actors and the fans. And that change, nobody can take that away. That's already happened. And I think that's that's wonderful and hopeful in the midst of what's hurting right, right. now, which is saying goodbye. 
And especially in such a tumultuous year on top of it all. Right. Yeah. yeah of course, That's Supernatural true. would end in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> I mean, when, when you literally ended in an apocalypse. I mean, yes. come on. <laughs> yes, of course it did. Of course it did. <laughs> and, and you know why? My, I mean, I have some reservations about the, the season as a whole. And, you know, I wish a lot of things had been different. But the last episode was exactly what we needed and they provided. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. It wasn't it wasn't a perfect season by any means. And I've certainly, you know, but some of my reviews have been less than yay, for sure. Us but too. <laughs> I in some ways, I felt incredibly relieved that I do feel satisfied with the finale. And I, I mean, I know a lot of people who are not feeling that oh my way God. about the, the fandom finale. is very, very, very divided at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel really, really bad for people who feel bad about the finale for some reason, because that just makes this so much harder to have to say goodbye when you don't feel good about the ending. It's, you know, it's like a, it's like a loss when you lose someone that you weren't like ready to lose and it feels really right. unfair and maybe you didn't get to say goodbye in the way you want it like that's a hard kind of loss to have happen so i do really feel for people for people who really weren't satisfied with this finale um, no oh, i that- saw twitter afterwards and i was like holy shit yeah yeah wow twitter that's a lot of anger <laughs> yeah twitter and Sounds, tumblr your, your dog is like channeling me this is what yeah. it's like uh, i know i'm yeah. sorry <laughs> v-, v can see the dog park from the window and so <laughs> sometimes Jesus. she's just barking because it's this one dog she doesn't like out at the dog park <laughs> yep <laughs> she's like no she's yeah. a great pyrenees so she's very protective uh, when she really doesn't like somebody it's like oh. that scene in dog dean afternoon where dean is is at the window at the <laughs> mail bo- mailman going you 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 <laughs> you know that's yeah. And the pigeon up on the stupid yes. uh, but but the pole. barking at the mailman going you 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 that was him barking <laughs> at the mailman and that's you know so you can kind of think that's what fee's going <laughs> it's you 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 <laughs> but but yes what we were saying it that has been really that's been really upsetting to see yes. how i had to much turn division. off twitter yeah i, 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 I had to, more I had hate to mute than i saw love i had to mute a lot yeah it was Tumblr, it was very upsetting. Was I'm upsetting really four people, but I'm also upset that people were sort of taking their disappointment and anger out on people who really didn't deserve it. You know, yeah, they, whether they, actors they, or they crew Jim or other fans or you know, like they whoa, bullied, that's wow. They bullied Jim Beaver into uh, deleting his Twitter account. I know that's that's uh, that's just horrifying. I, I just I I'm I just don't see that. I know. For you such know a, how could you do that? For such a fandom that wants inclusivity and love right. and found family and made family and whatever and family don't end in blood. There's a lot of hate out there, man. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That and, was that was very I upsetting. I, I mean, I get it. I mean, I wasn't happy with everything they did for the last five episodes myself, but I mean, COVID definitely probably took away a bit of the things that they would have done. Mm-hmm. But I think in the end, it was going to be J2. I knew Cass wouldn't be at the very end. Well, Misha, I mean, I give Misha so much credit because I think, you know, Misha understands his fan base. And I think he tried 
so very hard both to like pour his own heart and soul into episode 18 and make Castiel's goodbye the 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 emotional thing that he really wanted it to be and he felt that his fans would really appreciate and then he very candidly said this is my goodbye like this is Castiel's goodbye this is my goodbye he told people he was not in the last two episodes but I think it was just hard for people to believe because they you know, they really wanted it and I understand that but I feel bad for him because I think he really tried to prepare people and people just there were some people who just couldn't take it in and then they weren't they weren't prepared and that was hard well there's a there's a large large scale Destiel, <laughs> yeah, which we don't talk about shipping in our show much because we just don't want to piss anybody off. But I think there was a bit of fan service with that, and I, I don't, I wasn't really happy with it. But we, I we, do believe that both. they did the best with what they could to have Cass be his moment of happiness, knowing that yes, I'm in love with you, and yes, I know it'll never be, and I'm okay with that because you changed my life. Yeah, I mean, whether it. you whether you like that storyline or not, I think it was Misha's attempt to right. say goodbye to his character. And I think it was very emotional for him. Like, just like with Jared and Jensen in the last episode, those were Misha's tears. That really got mm-hmm. to me because I could see that it was Misha. And this show has been really important to him. So that was his goodbye. So mm-hmm. I, I feel kind of bad for him that well, and- I, I think he must probably be very upset to see all this hatred and vitriol going around because that is that is not Misha. That is not Misha no. at all. And he's he's definitely of any of them, the one that wants everyone to be who they are. Right. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he and, wants everyone to get along. I mean Misha's all about like changing the world for good. Right. You know? And see well see both absolutely. of us, our problem with it wasn't that they made Destiel canon or anything like that. Our problem was if you were going to do it, you should have done it right. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. not no, just threw it, it yeah, in there it, as an afterthought. It threw me out of the moment, which right. is never a good thing. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, they just threw it in there like an afterthought. And we were left going, what? Oh, no. Cass is dead? I mean, you know, we were we were shocked out of the scene. Yeah, yeah you know? I was too. Yeah, I was too. And it, I think they that's my done only it complaint about it. Yeah, me too. And, and I do think that I got. Oh, no, go ahead. I, I was going to go move ahead. I won't forget. Go ahead. OK. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think a large part of my problem with some of that stuff is not the the gay angle or anything like that, but that people want to label it that there can't be a, that kind of love between friends and brothers without it coming into a a different context. Like, can't it just be that they love each other so much? Right. Without swordplay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that's what I I feel like to me, there's a brotherhood there with all three of them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I look, I, I understand ship. I mean, I've written whole chapters about shipping and why it's important. And I, I understand it and I get it. But it's it's a dangerous thing to really sort of stake your validation on a television show because you have no control over where the story goes in the television show. And that's right. exactly. that's a scary thing. So, I, you know, I know that there are a lot of disappointed people. I I did sort of like it that they explicitly made Castiel and Jack 
part of the finale. You know, they right. Cass is not yeah. stuck in the empty and turbo hell. He is in heaven and he's reunited with his son and the two of them together are making heaven the paradise that, you know, Cass it always believed be. that Jack could. So and I that's think that's exactly why I was hopeful. so happy with that ending. Me too. Because no, you know, I don't think Cass is stuck in the empty. I think he's up there. Clearly. How could he? I mean, he wouldn't be able to be helping Jack you know, remake heaven if he was stuck in the empty. So I think they made that explicit. Right. But the fact that he couldn't be there for the ending is what, what made yeah, everybody what insane. Made, yeah. yeah. And I look, I, I get it. Like if that, if that's your favorite character, you just want to see that character in the ending. But again, Misha, Misha has said multiple times that he personally, just Misha Collins, the person felt like the ending should be just the brothers that it started with the brothers and it should end it with should the, end brothers. the brothers. So That's I, exactly you know, I, yeah, I, I think Misha was on board with that, but I think it's, you know, when you have a favorite character, you just want to see that favorite character. That's, I guess that's normal, you know? Well, the ending was never going to be enough for everybody. I mean, we just, endings yeah. never are. I mean, I'm no. an author and that's the hardest fucking thing to do in the goddamn world. Well, you know, like, yeah. what Chuck I, says, I, I can speed through a book, but I get to that last 20% of the book and we are like Carrie said it yesterday we are crawling up a mountain with our fingernails bloodied to get to that end and make sure that it makes <laughs> the whole book worth it because it there's nothing that will ruin a book more than a shitty ending yeah yeah and imagine a book that is 15 years long in the writing and then trying to end that I can't imagine that no that's no. like the wheel of time stuff with sci-fi oh hell no the dude died before the end, but and he could end the book, <laughs> the series. <laughs> what know? a cop out! What a cop out! <laughs> he made his kid have to do it. I mean, that's just me. <laughs> now, because just because um, I just realized what we forgot to do, I hesitate to throw it in here at the forty-minute mark, but. Uh, we did forget to say that we're talking about Supernatural episode 15, I mean, uh, season 15, episode 20, <laughs> directed by Robert Singer and written by uh, Andrew Dabb. This this episode was written by uh, uh, Dabb. So we did forget to say that at the beginning. Um, not okay. that anybody, yeah, not that anybody's going to care that we didn't because everybody that listens to the podcast knows what we're talking about. But I still like to get the credits in there. So, <laughs> so that, this is your professional background again right. coming in. You're doing the right thing. We just got carried away and started blabbering. And well, and, we couldn't help it. I mean, there was so much emotion. Like, we've been sitting on it for a couple of days and we're mm -hmm. still like, holy fuck, I cannot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I cannot. Sure. There was a like my perfect description. Holy fuck, I cannot. That's yeah. it. <laughs> because, like, Christy watched it. Remember the, our neighbor, Christy? Hi, Christy. Yes, yes, I remember. <laughs> she Christy. she watched it this morning, and she's texting me like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, I yeah. warned you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, there's no warning for that. I am destroyed. I am sobbing. My kid keeps looking at me like, what's wrong, Mama? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, it, it's just, and immediately when she texted me, I started tearing up again. I'm like, nope, nope, yeah, nope. Yeah, can't go there. Um, I wanted to, there, there was one of our Winchester winches, uh, in the, in the group on Facebook, uh, Michelle said, yeah, Michelle Mackles, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, she had, she had a conversation with her husband. Uh, he left her alone to watch the show. And then when he came back in, he's like, you know, how was the religious experience? 
Um, <laughs> and, and Michelle was like, it's so true though. Yeah. You know, and, and Michelle was like, I don't know. Um, you know, she was still crying and you know, all this. And she's like, I'm not sure I liked it. They made me cry and they made, you know, and he said the most prophetic words. And this is the words that I would offer to everybody who is saying they're not happy with the ending. Okay. Because he said to her, would you have been happy with the ending if they didn't make you cry? Yeah, I don't think so. I think we expected to cry. Right. I think that's why episode 19 felt so funny because it was sort of like it was the ending of the season and it ended like with a happy ending. And we all felt like, when's the other shoe going to drop? This is not supernatural. Like, what's right. that about? Like, you, you're meant to be sad and to cry when something beloved mm-hmm. ends. Especially with these guys. I mean, there's there's always going to be something. Right. And and a lot of people were really upset that it was a regular hunt that Dean died on. But I'm like, yeah. would it be See, anything I love else? That. I, I love would that. Would it be I like anything that. else? I thought that was very meaningful. Rob Benedict, I was just at uh, Rob Benedict's Stage It that he did panel that he did. And mm-hmm. he was talking about how he really liked that. Like, And he was talking about Chuck's perspective that – it would never have happened if Chuck was still in control. Chuck wanted to orchestrate a dramatic and grandiose and make it this like brother versus brother life ending, yeah. brother against brother, and and that was that was Chuck's plan. And this was the whole point of this was they are not under Chuck's control anymore. This is the life that they chose. This is the life that they wanted to live. This is the way loss happens. In real life, it happens on a Rob said, like on a Tuesday right. when you're doing your job like this is right. This is real. And I loved it for that reason. Like these guys are not superheroes with superpowers. These guys are human beings. Mm-hmm. And yet they were brave enough to put themselves out there year after year after year. And this could have happened at any time. It would have happened long ago if we were really being real. Right. So I, yeah. I love that. I thought that was part of the beauty of the ending. I know a lot of people, some of my friends really didn't like it, but I really like that. Well, I, I have to interject something here because this is something that I'm sure a lot of the fans out there can relate to. And that is I have an almost life size. um, It's a body pillow pillowcase. okay? but I (laughs) I preferred to just hang it on the back of my bedroom door. Um, And it's uh, Jensen. Right. So I've got this almost life size uh, thing of Jensen on the back of my bedroom door. So when I've got my door closed and I'm in there for the night, um, you know, I can look over there and he's watching over and, you. Yeah. You know. um, <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't creep you out in the middle of the night when you wake up and are like, who's that? Oh God. Normally, <laughs> normally it does not. But since the finale in the middle of the night, I have rolled over and Dean Winchester is standing there and I'm like, oh, but you're dead. You know? Oh. <laughs> and, you know, and so then I start but crying before I go back to sleep. So Dean winchester you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a it's a Dean Winchester uh, deal. Photo. I mean, it's not a right. Jensen. It's not Jensen. It's, it's yeah, Dean. It's Dean. Yeah. 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 But really, yeah. it's. Is Dean Jensen? Come on. I mean, he's got that, 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 uh, <laughs> that what's that, what do they call it? The blue, blue steel look, you know, oh, and he's yeah. standing there and he's in the leather jacket and it's got the sunset going behind him and all, you know, and it's this real dramatic thing. So, I mean, it's, 
it's Dean. It's not, you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, it's Dean. And and like that's, I mean, again, like it was a one of the things pick. that I've been saying to people is like, like it, it it helps a little a little to accept this is real loss. Like this is we really mm-hmm. are grieving. I'm not I'm not using a metaphor. Like we we really are grieving. And just like when you're grieving a real person or some other kind of loss, you look around at the things that remind you of that loss and it hurts and right. you start to cry again. Like it's been happening to me all day too. I don't have a life-size pillowcase on the back of my door, damn it. But there's, you know, every time I run into something online or a picture or, you know, or even just looking at the little miniature Impala that's like on the coffee table, you know, I, I start to tear up and think, my God, it's over. The best like, this part show is over. Well, I these mean, characters are over. This relationship we've had with these guys is more than I've had with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just know? just fifteen years and how fifteen it, years it, it is like is. a major part of my life because I've watched yeah. the pilot. Yeah, yeah. And see the 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 thing with me and and I've said this many 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 times on the podcast when I started watching the show. I started watching the show just to have something in common with my son when he went off to college. So it was a reason to call mom during the week, not, a, oh, God, I've got to call my mother. You know what I mean? It was a, oh, yeah. my God, let me, I got to call mom. And I mean, I can't tell you how many episodes we were on the phone while we watched it while he was at school. Um, you know, so that that was why I started watching the show. But... I'm sad to say that Wyatt didn't even stick around till the end. There was an episode way back a couple of seasons ago that pissed him off and he hasn't watched it since. Um, And but I stayed and I found so much in the the always keep fighting the you know, the the hope that Sam always has and the the just everything about. The just keep fighting, just keep putting one foot in front of the other, because I have a real problem with depression. Um, I have dysthymia, which is like permanent depression, you know, and I couldn't deal with the medications that they wanted to put me on. So I use my own, like, I guess, strength of will to pull myself out of when I have a depression. I call it a bad mental health day. Um, And. I've I can't tell you how many episodes of Supernatural I've watched on a bad mental health day because I needed to see Sam and Dean winning so that I could feel like I could. Yeah. And I wasn't going to yeah. cry during this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that's the the personal meaning to you and I I mean I think that's true for a lot of people. The reason this show became so important to so many people is cuz that is the underlying message. I mean, uh, the fact that they use those words, you know, that if I wasn't uh-huh. already sobbing inconsolably when Dean said to Sam because you always keep fighting. And we right. knew that that was Dean talking to Sam, but it was also Jensen, to Jensen talking to Jared. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's the like, that's the what Jared says in his in his mm-hmm. chapter in Family Don't End With Blood. It's all about always keep fighting. And that was also Jensen saying it to Jared. And it was also them saying it to us that that's what we've taken out of the show. I mean, Man, that that really that line being in the canon of the show mm-hmm. again, like that was so special. Well, because they understand and, and Jared has the same problems you do, Terry. Right. He he, he he's open with his mental health issues mm-hmm. and he's like, I it's OK to not be OK. 
Right. And a yeah. lot of a lot of the world doesn't allow that right now. Well, and and see, because of this show, I found a quote and God, I wish I could remember who said this. It was a, it's a quote, but I found it because of the show. And it's it's now like my sort of mantra. And that is I dance with my demons from time to time. I just don't let them lead. Mm, that's a good one. And and I when I'm having a bad mental health day, uh, a lot of the times it, it's it's either the Winchesters or it's music, Yep. you know, and yeah. I self-medicate with music a lot. Um, and I, I I guess what I'm trying to say is this show meant so much to not just me for those reasons, but to a whole multitude of people out there. And yeah. I'm going to cope by, you know, from losing that to, you know, it's still there. I'll just go watch it. You know, I don't know that I'll ever be able to watch the finale again, ever. Yeah, that was rough. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, one of my favorite things to do when I'm when I'm having a like if I'm at work and it's a really bad uh, day and I've, I've still got to do my job. And I can't sit down and do a supernatural marathon. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite thing to do is go to YouTube and and you can type in this. This is what you can type in, and that is Dean uh, Pizza Rolls Tinkerbell. <laughs> and you yep, we all know what's going to come up for that. <laughs> and when you type that in, it knows that's what scene you want to see. You know, because yep. it comes up, yep. and that is the scene that. If I can't watch a whole bunch, I watch that scene, you know, and it's like, you can't see the egg. It's right there, you know. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and, yeah, I have a couple of like, I have a playlist of like gag reel moments right. so that I can, I can watch those little videos. And I mean, I also, I, the reason we wrote There'll Be Peace When You Are Done is literally because we wanted it to be something that people could go back to when the show was over to get those same inspiring messages, you know, in the mm -hmm. in the words of the actors so that and the fans so that people could still be inspired by that. Always keep fighting. So I, I hope, too, that the book is something that can be like a, a transition object for people when they're grieving because they can kind of hold it in their hands and look at the beautiful pictures in it and read the beautiful words and, mm -hmm. and that that'll kind of keep them going. And it and it is such a great I mean, all of the actors and, and the just, you know, regular everyday fans that had chapters where, you know, that where they told what the show meant to them and um, what they got out of it and, you know, all of that. And it's so comforting to know we're all in this together. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If there's a subtitle of the book, that's what it would be. There'll be peace when you are done. Actors and fans celebrate the legacy of Supernatural in parentheses, we're all in this together because <laughs> right. that's so true. Right. And they understand us because there are other panels and other fandoms that, you know, they try, but they don't have our magic. I mean, no. could they ever? This was no. lightning in a bottle. I mean, even just watching, like, I, I really liked Vampire Diaries for a long time. Me too. Until they screwed up the show. <laughs> <laughs> but um, their panels aren't like ours. I mean, you could tell that most of them didn't want to be up there. Yeah. No, you never feel like that with our guys, ever. No. 
No. They never make it feel like it's a job, even though it is kind of a job. But I think it's a good part of their job. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, sure, it's a job, but they also really, really love it emotionally. I mean, Rob and Matt in their stage it panels today, you know, this is their job, too. They're getting paid for doing that. But it's not the same for them either. Both of them independently said, I just I miss seeing you. I miss interacting with you. This isn't the same because, you know, they're just on a Zoom call talking to you know, people typing in questions, they're not getting to interact and they really want to. They can collect their paycheck for doing like a Zoom call, but for them, it's not the same. So no, it it, it really is something that they really feel strongly about and, and really get something from too. I think Jensen writes about it in Family Don't End With Blood that they get, it's like fuel for them to be able to interact with the fans and have this reciprocal relationship. So yeah. Especially when they have like what 200 days that they are on set and it's like long hour days. Like it's not like five hours, (laughs) you know, it's like 12, 12 hour days. Right. Or more. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, they work. There's a lot of downtime between I'm sure, but it's an exhausting job. And to see that we love it so much and that we're in there with them, I think, is, is their fuel, as you said. Well, when I, I've only been to the one con, okay? One, I haven't been to any. That's it. Um, I, I've been to a few. I, <laughs> yeah, just a few. Well, just you know, a few. And I met you at Jack's Con, and that was my only con. Um, but I watched, because, because I guess, to me, since it was my first one, I was trying to take everything in, you know? And just standing in line for autographs, I watched what was, you know, the interactions and and everything. And that tickled me no end to watch the interactions. You know, like Jensen, um, the guy before me, um, or well, no, he there was somebody between me and him, but he was, you know, like two people in front of me. Okay, and I so I didn't hear what was being said. And I, I felt kind of like I was eavesdropping on something that I shouldn't have been, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just standing in line because, <laughs> because the guy had given Jensen a book and it was a very old book. Um, and Jensen was flipping through the pages while the guy talked and the smile on Jensen's face was just, I mean, it was so great. It was he was really in the moment visiting with this guy and the guy had all these other books in a bag, just a paper bag with the little handles, you know, and before he walked away, he set that up on the table and um, Jensen was like, oh, you know, there's more. And the guy said, oh, yeah. And he pushed it across the table toward Jensen and he was like, I brought this for you. And Jensen was just so excited about whatever those books were. <laughs> and and it's he probably was like, music. <laughs> he, he, probably, you know, but he he the guy just said, No, I brought these for you and said, you know, thank you, and turned and walked away. And Jensen was just like, wow. I mean, you know, he was still in awe. And going, wow, when the next person walked up, (laughs) you know, and it was just so nice to see that he was getting some just as much out of that conversation with that fan as that fan was getting. 
Yeah. yeah. I often I often say, like, I think one of the really unique things about the relationship between the actors and the fans in this show is the fact that, you know, maybe maybe way back in the day, these actors had negative stereotypes about fans, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, you know, f- more than a decade of doing conventions and sometimes doing, you know, two conventions a month and meeting fans face to face like you can't sustain negative stereotypes when you've actually known people so they they got to know fans as people who they respect so i feel like they interact with fans in a very different way than other actors who maybe are still carrying around sort of negative stereotypes of fans but not these people they got to know them way too well to be able to rely on stereotypes i mean there's still some crazy ones i'm sure that they have like oh here uh uh-oh well, well, I mean, sure. I mean, there's crazy accountants too. You know, there's right, there's, but, there's, there's crazy but, people everywhere. But, but with our fandom, it's more of a I like your crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. most, for most of us, anyway. Most of us are nice, exactly. crazy. Well, you know, I <laughs> another fan interaction at JaxCon. I was in line waiting on Misha's autograph. And there was a little girl in line with her mother. And I mean, you know, they were way they were in front of me when we lined up, you know, just a few people in front. And we were all kind of standing around waiting for the line to actually form pretty well, you know. And uh, she the mother had a sweatshirt that her sweatshirt she had put on the child so that there was like a curtain and the child could be changing clothes underneath the sweatshirt. And she was putting on a Castiel, a dress that looked like a trench coat with a tie. And okay, yeah. And um, they had made the comment they were going to get him to autograph that dress. And I had fabric pens that you could sign stuff. So I I offered and they were like, oh, yeah, that would be great. And she picked pink and, you know, and and they went on uh, through the line and everybody's visiting. When we get up there. There's only one person between me and mom and kid. So I couldn't hear all of what the child was saying to Misha. <laughs> Can only imagine. <laughs> but, yeah. But the child started the conversation with, I have an idea of how this should be ended. <laughs> and I mean, this child was probably seven, eight. I mean, she was she was young. Okay. And she's all animated and telling the story. And, you know, I'm like, oh, she's so cute, you know. And I couldn't tell what she was saying. I just thought she was adorable. And whatever she said, there were bits and pieces that I heard. And there was like one where she said, and Sam and Dean just need to quit being butts to you. (laughs) You know, and then she goes on to say other stuff. And then Misha's like, could I... um?" could I uh, record you? And would you be willing to say all, all of that again? And and she was like, of course, you know, so he gets his phone out and he, you know, sets, gets ready to record. And he says, okay. And she says everything again. And again, I'm telling you, the only part I could hear was the part about not being butts. Okay. <laughs> and You know, those boys had to watch that later. <laughs> yeah, you know, they did. Um, but they, but when she says, okay, thank you, love you, and she walks off with her mom, and I said, oh my God, she's adorable. <laughs> and I didn't know anybody was going to pay any attention to me. That It was noisy, right? Misha heard me and looked at me and went, no, she's psychotic. <laughs> so, so whatever she was Sounds saying. Sounds like Misha humor. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, so whatever she was saying that he recorded, he thought it was psychotic. 
You know? That's great. You know? <laughs> you know, but he his kids are just as crazy. So <laughs> right, you know, I was gonna say, but he was, you know, the typical dad that had small children the whole time he was dealing with this child. You know, <laughs> he was just perfect with her, and the interaction was great. And he was just like, I watched his eyes get really big at parts of her story, and him nodding and <laughs> smiling. You know, and is that right? You know, I mean, doing the whole dad thing. Um, and then he's like, she's psychotic. You know? <laughs> the best. You know, so, I mean, I... We're going to miss those boys, let me tell you. That was oh, the, God, yes. That was what I enjoyed most about the convention, was watching them interact with other fans. Yeah, I, I always like watching that, too. I always put my psychologist hat on, and I I, I think it, I really do think it's it's very unique, and it's very special. It's yes. one of the, the relationship with the fandom has been one of the things that has really set this show apart. I think so, too. I, you know, it. I, I honestly believe that I don't think the show would be so loved if we weren't getting the love back. No, and I don't think it would have gone on for 15 years if mm-hmm. this reciprocal relationship hadn't developed the way it did. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. And I'm I'm sorry that it's ending, but uh, Tara and I have been talking, and we're trying to decide what we can do with the podcast to keep it going, you know. And we're going to... Uh, <laughs> We're still going to call it Winchester Winches, but we're going to follow our Winchester boys elsewhere. And we're going to talk about Walker and we're going to talk about the boys. Yeah, I think I mean, I'm doing the same thing. That's what I'm going to do with my uh, website as well. And I've been writing. I've been reviewing the boys and following it from the beginning. So I'm going to do the me same too. thing. Me too. As soon as I heard Crippy was part of it, I was like, uh, I'm watching that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and me then when too. Jensen got added in for the, I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's kid of Christmas. I'm like, yeah. I know. I was like, oh, Jensen's joining like the one other show that I watch regularly. What are the chances of that? Yay. I know. Well, and then. And I, I do honestly believe, you know, after we heard that Jensen's got that production company with his wife and that he's going to be working with the WB. I don't know. The I CW. just feel like there's going to be the something CW. in a couple of years. Mm, that's the what CW. I'm hoping. <laughs> Not the WB. The CW. <laughs> <laughs> it's Warner. It's Warner Brothers. Actually. No, it's Warner Brothers. It's, yeah, it's neither. Yeah, it's not DWB. That was an Italian no. station. Because that's good. Because then they can be on HBO Max. Oh, that's they true. Could be that's on, true. Yeah. They could be so much more. Yep. I'm so excited that that's what they got the contract for. Because Jensen is a very smart man, and he's mm-hmm. constantly thinking forward thinking. And yeah, I definitely. Love that. And if anybody is going to bring this show back, and if anybody loves Dean Winchester more than I do, it is Jensen Ackles. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. So we will continue to be hopeful. I know. My friend's like, don't get your hopeful. hopes up. That ending was an end. I'm like, this is supernatural. Yeah, There's nothing. No yeah, I mean, yeah. anybody, it's supernatural. You can totally come back from, you know, Dude, somebody breaks the hunters, them out of heaven. All the hunters are together in heaven. Come on. Yeah. That's yeah. a setup for anything. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I mean, I see think some... that he'll be smart and I think it'll have to be the most special project on the planet and have to be the best writing ever. I could see the empty try to come and take over heaven and everybody's like, oh, hell no. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, there's, so there's a lot of options. Yeah. There's so many. Um, and, and that's what I like, too, about. You know, nothing ever really ends, does it? You know, so I don't know. I there were a lot of stuff in this episode that made me cry a lot. 
of stuff. Okay. Yes. But but they gave us so many things, Mm -hmm. you know, and except for the really bad wig that uh, (laughs) Jared was wearing when he was the old man. I'm like the moment. Yeah. For a minute. He looks like uh, uh, Albert Einstein with that wig. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're, you're right. You're totally right. (laughs) But, but the fact that he had to go and sit in baby just, to feel good. Yeah. Oh, like, sit in, baby. Are you, are you trying to kill me? Right. Yeah. When he pulled the cover off of her, I started crying again. Yeah, because oh. it reminded me of season six. I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah. I mean, uh, who was talking about this? I, I think it was Matt. Matt Cohen was talking about how he thought the episode was so incredible. And one of the things that he loved most about it was all the little touches, the little nuances that Bob Singer as the director put into it. And, you know, all those things that showed how much Sam was still feeling the absence of Dean throughout mm-hmm. his whole life, even though he made a life for himself and he found happiness for himself. He never stopped missing Dean. And there was always sort of a hole there and emptiness there. And even just hearing Matt like say that, I remembered that scene with the car and started mm-hmm. to cry during Matt's staging panel. Because he's sitting there with his hands on the steering wheel. He's not. He's sitting in Dean's spot. Yeah. You know, and yeah. he looks over to where he's supposed to be sitting. And it's just like, oh, but he almost when he first comes out to the car, he almost did you notice this yes. gets in the passenger yes. side? Yes. Yeah, because when he Which takes the cover me. off, when he takes the cover off, he's on the passenger side. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it's oh, just, show. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I, and then you know, to end it with the the pilot outfits. I mean, yes. I saw yep. Jensen post that that thing on on the last time that he was dressing as Dean Winchester, and then he looks right in the camera for now. I was like, right. oh god, you're killing me, man. <laughs> I was like, thank you for that for now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> He's like, I'll be retiring these boots. Like, well, <laughs> and his creation. Uh, panel that he did when he was in the garage with baby behind him and the green yeah. and everything and he said he would be taking Dean Winchester with him you know some I think the question was uh, how much of Dean Winchester was Jensen and how much of it was just Dean and he said you know um, there were little nuances of Dean that were Jensen he said but I'm taking Dean Winchester with me yeah yep and, and I just was like, see, that's what we wanted to hear. You know, I well, mean, that's knows. like the story that they tell. <laughs> that's like the story that they tell at the convention where he kicked in his bed, his uh, motel room door. Oh, sweet baby. You Jesus, know, because he's like, that was Dean Winchester. <laughs> you know, that was not. Even Jensen. though it's not a good idea to kick in your hotel room doors, right. people. But. Yes, we are not. <laughs> yeah, we are so not um, uh, condoning that. We are not. <laughs> but. I don't care. That is like a hero moment as yeah, far as I'm concerned. But it was hot. Romance. That <laughs> was is like hot damn. Yeah, <laughs> that was so yes, hot. Man. Yeah. Oh. But the point of it is that was not Jensen. That was Dean Winchester kicking in that motel room door. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think he joked that. He said, yeah. oh, I think I got a little too into my inner Dean Winchester there. Well, I think somebody <laughs> and, asked. And the little sly moments about his wife, you know, either take out your Dean or put away your Dean. <laughs> 
I, think, I would never say put away your Dean no. personally, but you know, no. whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, like like you know, Daniel says, do it like Dean. You know, and <laughs> that's that was another convention moment where Sam. I mean, uh, Jerry goes, you know, she's talking about Dean and Gilmore Girls, right? She- <laughs> yeah, that was a good. That was they're so good off the cuff, yes. man. That was a they great are. cutback. Yeah, but but they I are. mean, the question and, uh, him and Daniel in the in baby when they did the yes the live stream yeah, yeah that was with everybody <laughs> that was great and they were making out oh my god just stop but see the question that they asked at the convention when he said he when they told the story about him kicking in the door was what have the two of you learned playing sam and dean winchester what kind of things have you learned and jensen was like well let me tell you and he, that's when he tells the story about kicking in the motel room door. So, I mean, he admits right there that that's something, you know, that's a Dean Winchester move. That's not Jensen Ackles. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So, <laughs> yeah. like, I just wanted my bed. <laughs> right. And my stuff. Because they were like, I mean, I can relate. He's like, no, I want my stuff and I want my bed. We can, yeah. we can, all, we can all relate. Let's yes. face it. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I mean, yeah. oh, I, so many good memories. I yeah. watched I watched this episode and cried so much that my dog and and my dog is a Doberman. Okay. <laughs> my dog came over to the couch I was sitting on and climbed up in my lap on that couch. Like, oh, mama, mama you I'm okay? so sorry. I'm so sorry. Whatever. You, whatever is going on, pet me. You know, you'll feel better. <laughs> And definitely not okay. And the dog, my dog's name. I was pacing around my apartment. (laughs) And my dog's name is Jackals. Mm. So, (laughs) so, so I'm I'm like, oh, Jackals. I knew, I, I, I knew they were going to kill Dean in it. I didn't, I I didn't want it. I didn't want it. I screamed no when it happened, (laughs) but I knew it had to happen. I kept going, call Jack, call Jack, you know, like. I thought they were really gonna, you know. <laughs> well, no. yeah, Jack, I'm, I'm Jack glad said I was I'm, gonna be hands off, and he mm-hmm. was. He did. He did. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad that I sort of knew because that at least prepared me a little bit. But I don't know. It still hit pretty hard. Just knowing it oh, and then yeah. seeing it happen is a different thing. It was. It was so heart wrenching. I, I. 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 I can't say this enough that they gave us one hell of a goodbye. They, they really did. Yes. They really did. And like, you know, Michelle's husband said, would you have been happy had they not made you cry? Would you have been satisfied with that ending? And the yeah. answer is no. I mean, yeah. any of the fangirls and boys out there that can say, yes, I would have been satisfied. They either I... they either weren't watching the same show that we were watching or they're lying. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're lying they to save face because we don't we don't have it to compare to. But it's you know it's entirely possible. And if it, I mean, if you think about how nineteen ended, like that was the way to end it with a happy ending. Mm-hmm. But it would have been very open ended, right? You know, they just sort of drive off into the sunset, and you don't know what happens after that. So I think some people probably would have been happy with that, but it wouldn't have had the kind of emotional impact that this ending had. And now, you know, because to be honest, we were going to cry either way. Yes. The show was ending. You know, at least now we're not uh, we get to save face, you know, because we can say um, 
well, I cried not because my show was ending, but because they killed, you know, one of the brothers. And, you know, you know, for me, I can say they killed my favorite character, and then he went to heaven. I, and listen, but nobody knew I was going to. Everyone knew I was going to be crying no matter how it ended. And there's there's no one who knows me that doesn't know that that was going to be the case anyway. <laughs> there was something I have to share, okay? Because this is so great. Because somebody that I work with. Okay, that doesn't watch Supernatural, but they saw my posts on Facebook where I was saying, check on your Supernatural friends. We are not okay. You know, and I posted um, a GIF of uh, where Jensen, uh, or excuse me, where Dean has his hands on top of his head and he's crying when, you know, Sam said yes. That episode. Um, I posted that GIF and I was I said, I am so not okay. (laughs) So yesterday, a friend from work texted me and she says her name is lola and she says so your show exclamation marks what in the world happened because she doesn't watch right and i said oh honey i can't say that in one text i (laughs) I said they killed my favorite character and the death scene came at the halfway mark it was a lovely death scene with all the feels He died in his younger brother's arms after asking his brother to tell him it was okay to go. So for the last half of the show, I bawled like a baby over a freaking TV show. And she says, just a TV show. And she says, oh, dang. (laughs) I got a text from my brother. I got my brother texting me. You okay? (laughs) He I watches had, the show, too, but not my, to my level. <laughs> both of my children, my daughter, who's in California, FedExed me a homemade Jewish apple cake. Which I, I saw that Jewish on Twitter. Cake. I was like, no. <laughs> it was the sweetest thing. It cost her like $80. It was ridiculous. But she wanted me to have some comfort food while Aww. I was watching. And That's my so son great. cooked us dinner, a lovely dinner last night. So my children were very sweet about it. Yeah. Mine, my, my people not so were much. too. Carolyn was like, Carolyn was outrageously upset about that ending. <laughs> really? I'm like, I'm like, no, it's supposed to end like that. It's okay. I, I wanted it to be awful. She's like, that's, that's not right. That's not right. What they did. I'm like, you don't, you don't get it. <laughs> and okay. see, you Lynn, get Lynn it. you have to know who Carolyn is. Carolyn is her writing partner that yeah. they write the books together. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, because from her standpoint, that's no bow. You know, that is not a bow. <laughs> you know? That ending is a tragic ending. And I'm like, well, the show's a tragedy. <laughs> right. I mean, that's that's my point. Like Supernatural was whoever really expected Supernatural to end with a happy ending. Like, that's there not was not going to be happy. Created. Yeah. yeah. I was... mean, look where he wanted it to end. Hello. Yeah, yeah, that was that was even more tragic. I, or, or I mean, it's very similar. This was this was a flip flop of of Swan Song in in a lot of ways. I have to say, which though, I thought was a nice parallel. I have to say though that I saw something the other day where Kripke was saying if you know that there were people that wanted him to write the ending, that people mm. were dissatisfied with the way it ended, and they wish he had done it. And he was like, "No, you don't." <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. I saw that too. It probably wouldn't have been the ending that you wanted. Yeah, you it was definitely. Chance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a yes. And did you did you pay attention to the Swan Song? I mean, uh-huh. anybody who thought this was too dark, I don't know what show you've been watching. Uh huh. <laughs> right. And, and all the ones that are like, can we go back to the first five seasons? I'm like, yeah. Check out that season five finale. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Have your have your heart ripped out all over again. Why don't you? <laughs> At least this way, they got to be in heaven together. And yes. Dean was on that long, lovely drive in his yeah, I mean, baby. They did give us a happy ending. It right. was just on another plane of existence. Mm-hmm. I got but they did when give us like a happy ending. Straightened up on that bridge, and he's just like, hey, Sammy. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, burr. Yeah, no, and I, there it goes that again. Was, <laughs> that was perfect. I mean, mm-hmm. we got the tragedy. That's why it was bittersweet. We got the tragedy, it and was, we got the grief and the loss, but we so also got the hope. Perfect. And see, so Bobby. Perfect. And see, Bobby Agreed. told Dane that time moved differently up there. Yeah, he didn't feel like it was like. Dean went on a drive and Sam lived, you know, 40, 50 more years. Yep. (laughs) You know, yep, Uh, all in the space of that one drive. Right. And see, there's a lot of fans that are like, we didn't even get to see who Sam married. We didn't. You don't need to. No. You choose. Fill in your own blanks. You choose. Fill in your own blanks. Yeah. Because to me, it was Eileen. Yep. That you can, like I mean, you can you can make it whoever you want it. I've seen mm-hmm. people have they have that cast as all kinds of different people. So you can you can cast that with whoever you want. Right. <laughs> yep. You know, and but I'm sure that had COVID not intervened, we would have been able to see who it was. But it's okay if we didn't, because right. I think it's better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, that montage the was part brief and. And indistinct for a reason. Right. The important yeah. part was Sam. Mm-hmm. The important part was how Sam lived his life. And yes. he was there for his son, like right. unlike his dad was there for him. Exactly. Uh, he got to be exactly what he needed. He got to have he, his family. He got to be there with his family. He lived the with normal his family. Life. He broke he broke the trauma chain. Mm-hmm. Yep. The normal life that he ran away to Stanford to try and get. And they had and they had all those pictures. He was completely Mm -hmm. surrounded by his people, no matter what. Mm -hmm. He didn't forget. He just he he got to live a life that Dean always wanted him to. So it was for me, it was the perfect ending. Was season 15 perfect? No, 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 no. (laughs) But the ending was perfect. Well, Sam, like Lynn said earlier, you know, he grieved for Dean, named his son Dean in honor of his brother, uh, you know, mm-hmm. he grieved him, but he went on with his life. Yeah. And he did because what Dean would have wanted. to do. Yeah. Yes. You know, that that's very what real. Dean would have wanted. If, you know, in real life, not the TV show, if you lose a sibling or whatever, you go on with your life. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean you forget them. No. And there's going to be little things here and there that make you remember them and either smile or tear up and cry or, you know, whatever. But you're going to go on with your life. And that, you know, Sam did what anybody would do. He went on with his life. Mm -hmm. That's why, again, I think it sort of it was the perfect sort of treatise on grief and loss at a time when in real life fans were grieving the loss of the show right. i just i love how meta that is and and it's <laughs> yeah. grief isn't easy it's painful it's not pleasant but no. that's the reality of it and i sometimes i think our media when it can reflect the both the pain and the hopefulness that's when it's really important and they yeah, did and it he, so well. He he lived his life that knowing that his brother was proud of him. Mm-hmm. Period. I mean. Yep. Yep. And that was still a major part of his motivation. Right. And the the let let me just say that if you are if you started a rewatch, <laughs> you know, like most people said, oh god, I've got a rewatch now. 
if you did, great. If you didn't and you need a minute, that's fine too. Um, but I'm going to warn you <laughs> because like I was already doing a rewatch um, and I'm up to season six. Um, so after watching the finale, okay, so Lynn hasn't been here for all these podcasts, so she doesn't know. Um, I play Supernatural when I go to bed because I oh, have to have okay. the TV on, you know, with the sleep timer set, right? So <laughs> I put on Supernatural because it's something I've seen a million times and I'm not going to be worried if I miss the ending so I can fall asleep during the show, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm up to season six and the other night when I went to bed after the finale, I couldn't watch Supernatural. Nope. I just couldn't. I haven't been able to. I tried. Mm-hmm. I tried, but I couldn't. So uh, it's going to be a while before I can do any more rewatching. But, but you know what I started watching? What Charmed? Oh, really? Charmed. The OG Charmed. Yeah, I love the OG. It's on Charmed. Peacock right now, and it's on for free. So if you want to watch Charmed, it's not on Netflix anymore. It's on Peacock. There you go. I'm going to go back and watch more Shit's Creek because I just need something that's completely different. That's sort of right. my comfort sort of go to. Ah, uh, David. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it's on my list do. to watch. I haven't watched it yet, but. It's really uh, good. But I mean, everybody, everybody grieves differently and everybody needs to do it in a different Mm -hmm. way. Some people Mm -hmm. need a little bit of escape and avoidance. Some people need a distraction. Some people need to kind of immerse themselves in their feels and just talk about it and process it with other people, you know, but everybody, everybody should do it the way that feels right for them and just give yourself permission to grieve it the way you need to. And see, that's such a good point that we need to, that's where we need to end the show. That's yeah. where we Yeah, I'm dinner. hungry, actually. I just realized it's like... I heard you. I'm like, she's what? making dinner. I'm <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I'm hungry all of a sudden. <laughs> and I looked at the time. I'm like, ah, oh, because I'm in a deadline. I have a, a book due Wednesday. So, whew, hello. I have a chapter. I have a chapter due Wednesday. So, and I haven't started it yet. So. <laughs> a chapter? Are you working on a new book? Go ahead. Plug, plug, it's plug. Someone, it's someone else's book, which is a goodbye to Supernatural. But I committed to Aww. write a chapter for it. So I, I need to do that. Yeah. Awesome. That's good. <laughs> yeah. And everybody, um, definitely go check out Fangasm. That's where uh, Lynn is from. And she's written books, obviously, as we've discussed. But her blog also is wonderful for for post post ops <laughs> for the episodes, and um, also whenever she goes to the convention, she always has a lovely wrap up of what she saw, what she saw, what she uh, mm-hmm. felt, all the new stuff, the new fans. It's uh, one of the first places I always go, even before you wrote, before I knew about the books, which I've known about the books for a while. But yeah, I will I keep on doing that all the time. There's- there's still going to be uh, conventions coming up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep yeah. covering Supernatural as well as the boys and Walker. So the, the Twitter is FangasmSPN, and the blog is FangasmTheBook.com. So there there will still be plenty of Supernatural content. Like I said, I haven't even started writing the episode review yet. I guess that's on tonight's. That's what tonight is, but that's after dinner. Wow, that's what's We're on hungry. the agenda, yeah. and that's going to be a long one, and I can't wait to read it. I'll probably ball through it too. Yeah, sorry, you probably will, but if it's any <laughs> consolation, I'll probably be bawling when I'm writing it. So well, I know. Okay. I'm sorry. Pre-game, take some Advil. <laughs> yes, yes. Good call. Good call. Get you lots of water. Have a nice big water next to yeah. you because that's you're right. Be losing hydrate, a lot of it. Hydrate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're so thankful that you came on to play yes, with us. Thank you. Um, oh, it was so tiny, fun. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Ever, but. Uh, we're so glad that you decided to come in. I love talking to you guys anytime. Well, thank Aww. you, Lynn. Um, well, you well, know what? If we yeah, can get she you needs for to... Walker. We'll we'll contact you and or see the if boys. you want to come on and say hi. 
or the absolutely boys. i'd be happy to yeah <laughs> awesome okay well then i guess we're just gonna do it now and say peace out bitches bye bye good night jerk night bitch <laughs>